Hello, and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo Resilience Show. To Ben Like Bamboo is to master change with flexibility. And on the show, I get to interview very special guests talking about resilience and how to master it in our minds, in our bodies, and in our lives. And today I get to interview the beautiful Nina Hargrave. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, (laughs) Let me introduce you properly. So Nina is a mum of two boys. She is a horticulturist. Did I say it right? Yeah. Landscape architect, um, meditation teacher, and the founder of Serene Body Health. So Serene Body Health is a beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brand, and their mission is to encourage daily practices and rituals of self-care balanced with modern life through the power of scent. Love it. Their their creative products are very healthy, natural, ethical, and sustainable, while feeling luxurious and special on the body and awakening the olfactory system. Their passion explores the beauty of balancing aromas, creating inspiring scents that have the power to shift moods and support emotional health, helping to empower people. How cool is your business? (laughs) Thank you. Yes, it's pretty fun. I enjoy it. So how many years ago did you start it? Uh, it's over two years now. It was about June two years ago um, when I actually launched the business and then I guess it was probably like, you know, six months of preparation before that. I totally agree with you that the power of the olfactory system and, and the power of scent and how it can affect how we think and feel is profound, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it is. How did you figure that out for yourself? Like what's the story behind it? Uh, I think like years ago I um, I remember getting treatments and things like that done and people use, you know, essential oils on me and I remember not really thinking much of it at the time and then just getting really into them um, and realising that the power of the scent combined with the meditation was really really helpful for me when I got into meditation practice Mm. um and that was yeah now I sort of find that it just for me it just goes hand in hand so I will meditate sometimes without using um oils but yeah it's just this combination that I found really effective I love it that's beautiful and I love how you want to help people in that way that's it's really wonderful what what have you noticed in the way that um, the smell of the perfume, how it helps people? Well, I think, yeah, definitely. Um, I think with essential oils, like for some people, um, they might be, you know, some people just love them and get really into them and others not so much. Yeah. But I think as well, you know, you can put essential oils in the diffuser and, you know, it's and it smells really lovely. Um, but I think as well, I think to get sort of extra benefits um from them I think as well you've 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 got to do a little bit of work like with the oil as well so I think there's you know I think if you're um you know there's intention yeah. as well and there's also you know that sort of idea that you know I'm going to use this to support myself so you're yeah. already using that intention and then you're you're going to take deep breaths so for me I sort of think um you know the oils are amazing but it's not magic you know you do 
Absolutely. I think to get the health benefits from using essential oils, you do have to work with them. Yeah, yeah. And just knowing the power yeah. behind like like herbs and medicine, just knowing the power of the properties, you know, and then Yes. Yeah, that's that's so great. And you know, rather than using, you know, chemicals or you know, harsh toxins um, in, in helping us smell good. Why not combine yeah. health and well-being um, and yeah. quality ingredients all at the same time? It's a really great idea. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, with perfume, there's still um, not that much awareness of the chemicals that are in perfumes, like your kind of conventional perfumes. So it's kind of, you know, challenging that idea as well of, mm. you know, how we look at perfume and you know just questioning questioning things as well which I guess we're starting to do a bit more with like our skincare products and now we're sort of looking at you know ingredients and are these organic and natural and um I think perfume is still you know people are still kind of a little bit unaware of that one so it's good to um yeah and also people also still um, look at the idea of perfume and essential oils as two very, very different areas. Yes. So combining these two areas together I think is kind of interesting because it's kind of like, oh, you know, it's, um, yeah. It's like great a idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. So let's yeah. dive in. Tell me, what does resilience mean to you? Uh, resilience to me, I associate resilience with being present, yeah. So I think um, I, I sort of, I, I guess with things that have happened to me in the past, I do remember um, when I was going through difficult times of, you know, having traumatic things happen, I remember being able somehow at times to be in the present moment and that was what got me through those times and that was before practising meditation yeah. So then I then I sort of realized, oh, okay, um, this is kind of this is what it's about. It's I've, funny, like traumatic events <laughs> almost um force us to be present, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. That's the gift. You sort of, of have to, yeah, exactly. Like I think um, you know, when you've got things like really full on circumstances, but you still yeah. have to kind of, you know, get up in the morning and you have to look after your kids and yeah um yeah you just got to sort of get on with it yeah yeah because when we've got so so that much on I think our plate, is... yeah the overwhelm of the trauma forces you to just have to just focus on this moment and then the next one and the next one but actually what we're doing is we're becoming more present which is why so many people have massive transformations after going through so much yeah I love that that's a great Absolutely. definition of resilience. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah because I sort of find that as well when I go walking for example yeah. and then I'll start to sort of get into my own head I'm like ah like like I, because I guess doing the meditation you can kind of train yeah. your brain to stop doing that it's all about you catching your body yourself like, isn't it yes it's all about yeah, catching yourself exactly. when you come out of yeah. the present so how do you catch yourself what does it feel like when you're out of the present moment when I'm not in the present moment um I'm just in my head um and my thoughts are usually for for me it's usually I'm always I'm in the future I'm not quite sure why that is I'm very rarely in the past um because you know I've heard people say you know when you're thinking of things in the future it, there's usually worry when you're thinking about the past it's usually more sadness 
Mm. Um, and so for me, it's more in the future and, and these scenarios that I'll be playing out in my head that are probably never really going to happen. Um, usually so not. It's, it's true. Usually not. Yeah. It's kind of a waste of time. Totally. Um, and then I'll catch myself and then I'll be like, okay, back into the feet. So for me, it's the feet. Ooh. I focus on my feet because if I'm walking, cool. um, the feet is kind of what I can, well, I guess it's like the anchor to the ground, isn't it? I love it. So you sort of, you just want to pull, yeah, you want to pull yourself out of your head and down into the ground. Yeah. And then you, um, and then it's like, then you can start to, you know look at the look at the watch the wind blow um watch the butterfly flying past you know and just then it becomes like this really beautiful experience as opposed to like what the hell am I doing in my head (laughs) and what does it feel like when you are present what's going on for you and what what magic happens from that oh I find it just becomes really um this so there then becomes more of like gratitude starts to kick in and you yeah. start to sort of you know not you notice things around you a lot more as well mm-hmm. um you start you're in you're you're you've come into your body so it's just it's a very different experience it's a very different way of viewing the world as opposed to sort of just being up here and then you often find you're sort of you're irritated or you're flustered because you're thinking about things yeah um and you can get tired as well because you're kind of overthinking so it's just this different experience and it's more um ephemeral in a way like it you're look you're watching things you know in more of a kind of transient way like you're you're stepping back yeah you're more the observer yeah yeah and that's where you you want to be because you're less reactive when you're the reserver aren't you and you can exactly. think through like how who you yeah. want to be in those moments rather than just responding. And that's when we can choose, yeah. you know, who we want to be and what we're actually doing is when we're choosing who we want to be and how we're wanting to react. Yeah. We're choosing what biochemistry we're going to fire and we're either in growth yeah. and repair or survival and stress. So that there's actually a lot going on when we make those decisions, so much. Yeah, absolutely. And you can start to, I think when you step back, then you start to almost feel like, you're more in control of your life. Exactly. So it changes your perception. Your perception of, of things control. as well. Because otherwise you're a bit of a victim to your own mind. Like yeah. it's kind of, you know, it's playing tricks on you and, yeah. you know, sometimes that. it's healthy and sometimes it's not so healthy. Yes. So would you like to share something that you've been through that you've had to overcome? Yes. Um, the main um, sort of like a chain of like life events, I guess, was sort of around the age 33, 34. So I'm now 40. Um, and that was, um, more, well, my mum was quite ill for about 12 years. So this was sort of through my 20s and she had, you know, chronic, um, she had leukaemia and so she was chronically ill um, she had bone marrow transplant and so there was sort of that going on my sister was also mentally ill sort of growing up as well so she had bipolar and she was you know great at times and then really you know really not good at other times and when my mother died um, I'd had my first son so he um, he got to meet her in his first year of life and then 
um, I fell pregnant with my second child and about it was about seven months after my mum had passed away that my sister then uh, had a drug overdose. So when she had the drug overdose, I was sort of halfway through my second pregnancy. And so that was just this real shock because I thought that she... She was a survivor and I didn't really, even though I could feel things, you know, unraveling and getting quite bad, they'd, they'd been going on like that for a while. So it was it was a shock. What a massive um, shock. This so is a true example of how sometimes life throws the bigger change yeah. and you, you yeah. copped it. That was like yes. every level, <laughs> every level. Yeah. So yeah. how did that feel um, when it, when it first happened and then how did that decline to become, you know, probably maybe some of your darker moments before it all, you know, before you turned it around? Let's talk about the dark stuff first. I think um, the interesting thing is that I, I, I just the, the type of person I am, I think growing up, I just, so I went into survival mode. Yeah. So I was very present. I didn't stay in bed for a week, which I should have probably. <laughs> I didn't. I just kept going. Um, I mean, yeah. I was in shock. So the shock lasted quite a while. Um, but I don't remember sort of having these incredibly dark times at that time. I, mem- I remember crying a lot and I remember going and doing um, grief counselling and I would yeah. cry in the car on the way to the grief uh, counselling Wow. And I do remember feeling quite lonely as well because my husband was working a lot. He'd started a new business and I was, you know, I was quite lonely. Um, yeah. But I also, um, yeah, I went into survival mode, but then I think the survival mode probably went on for a bit too long. Okay. And then coming out of that, uh, then it was time to start dealing with my emotions more and to also um, you know, start asking people for help if I needed it as opposed to just being okay all the time, you know, because that's what people sort of, people expect that of you if you're always going to present that way. That's right. And it's so good um, that you, you saw um, a counsellor and you actually seeked help. It's really, really good message there is it really is important to reach out for help. It's absolutely okay to not be okay. And considering what you were experiencing, yeah. of course you felt lonely in, in how you were feeling because it was your experience and your family connections and it would be hard to relate to your husband or the people around you that aren't going through yeah. that. It, it can it can feel yeah. really lonely, so it's important to have a safe space to talk about these feelings. And did you do what else did you do yeah. to make yourself present during those time during that whole period? Uh, I did get into I did um, I can't remember what it was, but I started looking into meditation. So I started doing meditation courses, and I found the meditation the most helpful thing. Yeah, And then because I think because then I, so, you know, I'd studied meditation, I was sort of practicing, doing all the right things. Then it wasn't until, you know, a, a more recent sort of in the last few years, then I started to go through those times of hitting rock bottom. Mm-hmm. So then I started to drink. Then I started to, because I was sort of, I'd just been surviving a little bit for too long. Then I started to call my friends on the phone crying, saying I need help. Yeah. You know, so it kind of, it hit me later because I just, um, when the kids were so little, I was just in this routine, which I, I mean, it, it was probably the best thing for me because I, I, it helped me just keep going. Wow. So that just shows how, yeah, if you, 
you probably had to hold the space and you wanted to, you know, be there for your kids, but there was still stuff there that was mm-hmm. unresolved that you then had to look at later. And how did you deal with yes. that time when you realised there was more stuff that made you feel like it was all coming up for you? Uh, well, at times I drank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a way of dealing with it. And, um, you know, so escaped. I definitely did that. And then... Uh, yeah, just reaching out to people, which was, um, you know, a huge thing for me. Yeah. And then, again, just sort of practising the meditation and just knowing sort of, you know, what was what was going to work for me. And then I guess at times as well then kind of, yeah, doing the right things and then sometimes doing things that were not good for me. Yeah, um, that's and then normal. Letting that play out as well, that just kind yeah. of had to happen when you say um i um, reached out to people and that was big for me talk me through that why why is that uh that was definitely big for me because i think growing up i sort of um i grew up in a sort of a family that was great but we never talked about our emotions our emotions weren't Mm. really uh i didn't feel that it was um I felt like I was burdening people if I talked about my problems to people. And I also, yeah, communicating. Yeah, and I grew up as though that was also a sign of weakness. So you don't be, you don't kind of cry to people. You 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 hold it together because my mum was very stoic like that. You you just you know you don't do that. So um, being able to just be vulnerable is, was like a huge thing for me. So you had to unlearn old beliefs that you may have watched growing up and yeah. that what you started to believe about yourself and that's why I'm so yeah. passionate about flexibility is yes. you often don't do that and, and it takes big events like this sometimes that force us to change what we're believing and for you to transform that reaching out for help doesn't mean weakness or burden. It's actually... Uh, would have been very healing for you needing to reach out. I remember the same thing when I needed people to wash and dress me. I found it so hard to receive, but it was so healing as well, needing to learn how to do that. Um, And sometimes, you know, we wait for until we're forced to um to change our minds about. um, And so how's your life better now having gone through that? I feel as though um I I feel as though now I know what I have to do to kind of keep myself in check as well. Like I practice um, gratitude and I find I, I find it sort of, for me, it sort of has to be on this daily basis because then if it's on a daily basis, it does actually have an impact on my mindset. Yeah. So, uh, and the same with the meditation. The meditation and the essential oils are going to be like a lifelong thing for me that's yes. just going to be part of my life so it's just it's these daily practices um which i you know is what the business is about too that yeah. is i find it's it's how to kind of check in with yourself and stay in check because otherwise you know if i don't do it for a, a week or a few weeks then i start to notice um i just don't have that resilience as much or I start to be a little bit more reactive with the kids yeah yeah so it's just yeah I think you've hit the nail on the head I think daily check-ins yeah are really important you created a beautiful product that helps people to do that a huge Mm. why behind your business not just about smelling pretty perfumes it's about 
daily check-ins to remain more conscious in our lives, more present in the moment where we're going to promote growth and repair as well as more resilience. It's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. brilliant because, you know, I use um, essential oils as part of my, um, some of the treatment I, I do at the clinic as a kinesiologist. Yeah. And I yeah. know that some of those oils will bring something into the olfactory system and it changes exactly. the brain and that smell, you know, with the yes. intention of, let's say, an oil is related to the emotion of grief and I'm trying to remove the grief from the body, then, mm. you know, smelling that oil that is for grief and there's particular ingredients in there. Yep. Yeah, it's funny how that 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 helps with the evacuation of that. And, yeah. And it, it's and such it's more a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the other thing, like when I had, um, yeah, just, you know, if I'm playing around with different scents and blends because I make them all myself, um, it's just so interesting. Some ha- people have this incredible reaction to things. Like I had someone smell mm. rose and literally go and vomit. Yeah, you know, that can like happen too. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, and there's, you know, usually you realise as well when you delve into it that there's this incredibly strong, painful emotion that's associated with that scent. Yeah, or a memory. Yeah. A memory. And it triggers that memory so quickly and it's so, um, that memory is so powerful that it that it makes them, you know, go and do that. So I find it's very, it's really, it's just really fascinating. So how fascinating how people react. It's not necessarily an allergy. Yeah. It's a memory that's triggered off a repulsion. Exactly. A repulsion. Yeah. And it can be really strong. Some people have, will have it with lavender or, um, and with some people it's like they'll smell something and it's just this overwhelming sense of comfort. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's I've great. noticed you're wearing your bin like bamboo wristband there. Do you, find, done, yeah. <laughs> do you find it helps to catch yourself as well? Do you find it helps you yeah. to be present? <laughs> looking at it yeah well I'm kind of big into that sort of um you know symbol as well because I have my like two butterflies here and that symbolizes my mum and my sister for me so I'm kind of I like that little like it's about like the check-in you know yeah the check-in it's really important to check in because we can go become subconscious and or um, unconscious like when we're stressed or we don't want to look at something or something gets too overwhelming or hard so you got to you have to actively bring yourself back yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's that visual thing. And I'll find that, you know, if I'm going for a walk and I'm in my own head and then I'll just watch the butterfly and it'll be like, oh, you know, and then I'm yeah. I'm out of it. I'm out of my head and I'm back into, yeah. you know, observing again and I'm in that really good place again. Yeah, it makes you feel so much better when you are the observer. You feel so much more in control and um, and you just see with fresh eyes from that elevated point of view where you can see so much more possibility around you. Yeah, exactly. And that's how we can yeah. promote repair. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that your, your main tips are, um, you know, keeping yourself in check is really important. Daily gratitude, it affects our mindset and you also love meditation and oils as your check-in. Do you have any other further tips to add today? Uh, definitely um I think movement helps if yeah. some form of movement I think moving the body is really really important um you know and it I, I like yoga but I think walking or whatever you know you do to just shift sometimes you need to shift energy and so I think um you know moving can be um a, a really nice way of doing that as well so that's yeah. another thing that I I have to do daily yeah, great. Um, but that's probably, yeah, Beautiful. they're kind of the, the basic things for me. 
Oh, basic is where it's at. Simplify everything. Life gets better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you so yeah, much, exactly. Nina. Like this is so wonderful. You've been through obviously so much and your message today was so critically important that even when you do go through stuff and significantly difficult stuff, mm. um, if you can just keep that inner thermostat within of presence in the moment, um, you know, this is how yes. you got through a really difficult time um, and this is how we can promote resilience. Yes, and reach out to people. Just always know yep. that there's people. Um, yeah, I think that's also really good. I love talking to people and, um, yep. you know, just feeling supported and knowing that there are people around you that yep. you can find for support. Yeah, connections yeah. so key. So if anyone wants to yep. find your wonderful business, it's serenebodyhealth.com, which is also your yes. Instagram and Facebook handles. Um, I'll have all yes. this information in the blog and the show notes. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was fun. That's all right. It was super fun. All right, everyone, <laughs> no matter what you are going through, you can overcome it and discover what you are made of. I'll see you next week.